0: Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pod people, with your third favorite host, Zach. (laughs) Happy New Year, guys. We made it. This is 2021. Pretty awesome. We all survived, right? If you're listening to this, you did. Um, Crazy, crazy year 2020 was. Just so much on everybody's plate. Uh, Things are looking optimistic, though. So who knows, you know, maybe everything will be fine in 2021. That's what we're hoping anyway, because let's, uh, we'll small ball this and we'll look at it like in a microscope of one tiny thing in 2020, uh, which was what our channel, our show is about, right? Movies. (laughs) So if you don't know, (laughs) 2020 was a disaster for movies. Everything got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and eventually moved to next year. So mostly everything we were all excited for comes out in 2021. In a new, interesting landscape where things are debuting on streaming sites the same days as theaters. uh, With this HBO Max Warners deal, which is crazy to think that Dune will be on a big screen and at home so weird i guess this kind of makes going to a movie like three or four times antiquated because you know you could just go opening night and then watch it a couple more times that weekend so that's a really interesting fact something we have and then you also you have the uh, universal amc deal you know where they're shrinking the amount of time a movie has to be in theaters before it can be released on dvd or you know rental or streaming it's mostly streaming i don't know why i said dvd first like anybody actually does that So, you know, it can be, it has to at least be in theaters for, I think it said, three weekends, and then it can go to streaming. So that's freaking crazy, man. 2021, it's going to shake up a lot of things. Uh, Hopefully theaters will be back, though, you know? And as I was joking around with Joe, hopefully all this, you know, streaming confusion stuff with movies will lead to, um, you know, just people that care about movies being at movies, because nothing's worse than a couple of knuckleheads trying to ruin a screening. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but that's kind of how I feel sometimes. <laughs> when you get people that like aren't into movies at the movies, they kind of make it bad because you know they don't take it serious and they just make a lot of chatter and it's bad, you know. I don't know. Soapboxy? Probably a little bit. <laughs> I love you guys and I'm happy to have you in a new year. Um, also a bad year as far as Zach's corner, man. Um I got really busy. <laughs> Because my job decided to take my part-time job and make it a full-time job without making it full-time, if that makes sense. They worked me like, you know, almost 40 hours a week. But they didn't want to make me 40 because then they'd have to take care of me. So, you know, they worked me like 37, you know, to 39 just to keep me busy enough to keep me from being good at my show. But I got it worked down to where I was only working 30. But then I wrote, you know, Captain Finch and the Platypus, available now on (laughs) Amazon.com. And so, you know, I kind of slacked on Zach's Corner. It was not a great year for Zach's Corner. We're working on that for 2021 with Zach's Corner. It's going to be, you know, we're going to try to do one a week. And if I don't do one a week, um, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to punish myself. So that's going to be real interesting I'm putting away. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing behind the scenes stuff. I guess I don't have to, but I already started talking. So we're going to let it happen. For every episode I don't do, I'm gonna put five bucks in a pod people discretionary fund and then at the end of the year figure out what to do with it. This could get expensive, because it could be twenty bucks a month that I'm putting away if I don't, you know, work hard on doing Zach's corner. But I'm doing that for you guys and mostly so my brother will quit annoying me. <laughs> Cause he listens every week and when he doesn't get an episode, he gets very, very crabby. Um Yeah. I don't know that's a lot of the housekeeping stuff out of the way for twenty twenty, I guess, and the future of the Corner and stuff. We got a lot of awesome things coming for the pod people too. Um you know, I don't want to give away too much. Just know the uh, watch along stuff. Uh we have a lot of fun with that, so I'd keep an eye on maybe getting more uh watch along things, perhaps. You know. <laughs> don't get yelled at by Dutch, so I won't I won't give away everything, but uh, just a little teaser. Uh, as as they, as our friend Andrew would say, a little appetizer, right? <laughs> so let's look at 2020, a year in movies. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, I usually go to like 50 movies a year in theaters, right? Like going to the movies is like my favorite thing. Um, going to the movies is one of the reasons why we did uh, the Pod People. It's because we all love the movies so much. Like the, you know, all of us, we always go to movies. We always talk about movies and stuff. And uh, it's it's a big deal. It's a huge fabric of our group. It's one of, like, the, uh, you know, big centerpieces of, like, what we are, who we are. You know, we're movie people, and that's going to the theaters. And we live in one of the most locked-down states, right? So (laughs) we didn't get to go to movie theaters, man. I went literally from March to September without stepping foot in a movie theater. And then from September, I got, like, two weeks in, and then they closed them down again. (laughs) So I only did 10 movies this year, which is crazy to say. I I can't even imagine how little that is. I mean, it's 11 because, you know, there's an asterisk. I saw something in theaters that I've seen before, but I hadn't seen a theater. So I jumped at the opportunity to do that, which was, of course, the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, which, if you don't know, is the second Star Wars film uh, released in 1980. I'm Doing my math correct? I'm pretty sure Empire Strikes Back came in, uh, in 1980. But, uh, yeah, so it was really, really awesome to see it in theaters. Um, I went with my mom, and we had a freaking great time. It was so good. Oh. And I was really worried because uh, my brother, again, Rob, I don't know why I'm talking about him so much this episode. This feels like a rambling episode. Might be a peek into, like, the madness of your third favorite proud person. You know, you're like, how's Zach Faring amidst the, uh, you know, end of the world? Apparently I'm pretty crazy and rambly. I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe it's because I haven't done a corner in a while. And so I don't know how to talk to humans anymore. (laughs) But anyway, yes, Empire Strikes Back is awesome in theaters. Um, Let's see the other pros in theaters that we saw this year. um, We got to see The Gentleman, uh, which was great. It was uh, Guy Ritchie. He's back to form, you know, doing his gangster movie things. McConaughey was so fucking awesome in The Gentleman. It was so good. I mean, oh, go watch The Gentleman. It's definitely like on like Prime. You could probably rent it right now. So worth it. And, you know, Guy Ritchie makes awesome movies. So I'm happy he's back to making his type of movies. Because for a moment there, we thought we were going to lose him. And he was going to become a studio guy. And then King Arthur flopped, and then nobody wanted to watch Aladdin. And so he's kind of come back to us with his tail between his legs going, can I just make awesome movies again? We're like, of course, we adore you, Guy Ritchie. Please, 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 please. <laughs> um, we did get a superhero movie in this year. So we got um, Birds of Prey or The Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And boy, was that movie so good. Margot Robbie, like, is amazing in it and you can tell the care she takes with being harley quinn and i heard she was heavy involved in the production of this film which is really cool that really shows up like when people are passionate and they love it you know it makes the movie better and she seems to have a lot of fun being harley quinn and i love it so much and uh it's it's one of the things where my gripe about the you know marvel movies is they try to be too funny This movie was hilarious, but it was still weighted, right? Like, it was still heavy. Like, it was still, like, their stakes. It was still, like, important. Like, the movie was still really good without being just a slapsticky, dumb mess, you know? And uh, Ewan McGregor, one of my boys, man. Like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? (laughs) Uh, He's so awesome in the movie Uh, as Black Mask. Like, he's just, just chewing up the scenery as this villain. And he's such a fantastic villain, and I loved him so much. He was one of the absolute highlights of the movie um let's see what else i see in the theaters i saw underwater which is probably not one anybody watched or anyone's even excited about but underwater is like one of my favorite types of movies you know it's i just like movies where people are trapped underwater and like they have to escape right because you know like poseidon or deep blue sea you know like they gotta figure out a way to get out and i don't know why i like that so much those types of movies you know I I guess it's maybe because I'm scared of, like, the water. Like, the ocean, you know? And, like, the thought of drowning, like, terrifies me so much. And then, like, trying to get out is, like, really fun for me. But Underwater was so cool. Um, You know, it's all those movies that everyone always complains. Like, oh, it's just an alien ripoff. But whatever, man. (laughs) It was a lot of really, really fun movie. And, uh, you know, you get me in a monster movie, uh, it's really great. I just have so much frickin' fun. I thought people in there were very well done. Like Kristen Stewart, I thought she did a good job. Um, TJ Miller, I know people don't like him. Um, I don't really have a problem with that guy. But uh, yeah, Underwater was really cool. And then uh, the last movie I thought I was going to see in 2020, I saw Onward, uh, again with Joe. Most of the time it's with Joe. I see more movies with Joe than anybody. Like he's my movie guy. I mean, he's like, he's my rock. There's some times where I'm like, uh i don't know and he's like nah man we're going to the movies come on and so he keeps me going a lot of the time and i love him for it (laughs) so the last movie we saw um was onward which is interesting because if you think man this is the last movie i'm ever going to see in theaters and it's freaking onward uh, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination right like it's a pretty good movie um it's like Heartwarming and touching, I guess. But, I don't know. It's just not really my thing. I'm not a big kid movie fan. Which I guess is odd. Because you guys know what I've done in zack's Corner. Like the Little Rascals. And uh, Surf's Up. So, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. But I thought it was going to be like last movie of the year. Which would suck. But then, we got that little bit of a window. And I got to see Tenant, Which was awesome. Because you got to see fucking christopher nolan movies in all their splendor and glory and boy was tenant awesome i know a lot of people said it was like confusing and they're like what the hell is happening in this movie but i loved it i thought it was really cool really interesting uh plot right like it's 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 very fascinating and it's uh it makes you think thing and so i definitely agree i want to see it more times um but man was it really good i loved it so maybe that's something else I should rent on, uh, on Prime. <laughs> and I also want to remark with uh, John David Washington. Uh, he's Denzel's son. And, uh, you know, he doesn't exactly look like Denzel, right? And so, like, you get it. You can see the resemblance. But, dude, I'm telling you, if you close your eyes and you listen to him talk, he sounds just like his dad. Like, it's crazy how much he sounds just like Denzel. It makes me laugh so freaking hard. Like, I was like, dude, that's totally his kid. I I thought about that during uh, Black Landsman, but it was, like, really funny in this one just to hear him narrating, you know, during certain parts. It's like, dude, that could be Denzel. It's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I already raved about getting into the Empire Strikes Back, which is so frickin' cool. But uh, Yeah, so not a lot of, you know, things to sink your teeth into as far as theater stuff, you know? I saw a couple movies that sucked in theaters, which is bad when it's like a short year, right? Because the turning was completely underwhelming. I thought it was going to be so much scarier and so much better, and it just wasn't. And then I saw Brahms, The Boy 2, which was just a fucking disaster. I think I ripped into that when I did The Boy review. Um, But God, yeah, the second one's fucking, it's uh, so bad. I think it's just more disappointing than anything, because the first one's so good. And that's the worst, is when a sequel just sucks, you know what I mean? But, uh, alright, so in a pandemic impacted year, theaters were closed, but we did get some movies that went straight to VOD, and so we rented some of those. Um, I watched The Hunt, which was a really interesting concept of, you know, these rich people uh, hunting poor people. Uh, it just ended up being pretty preachy and just a mess, and it just wasn't very compelling. It was just like, eh, eh, you know? It's like forgettable. I don't know. I, w- I was excited because um, Glenn Howerton, of course, is Dennis from It's Always Sunny was in it, and I, I-, I want him to have more work because I want everyone from Sunday to have more work because that show's the best, and they should be rewarded for being the best thing on TV for so long. But yeah, just not a great movie. Pretty uh, forgettable. Um, I watched Fat Man like a couple nights ago, um, which is the Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie. Uh, He's like Santa Claus, and it's set to where um, the government is subsidizing Santa Claus for production. And since more kids are naughty than nice, he's not making as much money. And so he has to outsource with a military contract. Uh, To make the elves make parts for uh, fighter jets. Which is hilarious just to think of Santa Claus outsourcing the elves for military purposes. It's great. And while all this is going on, some kid gets coal in a stocking and hires a hitman played by Walton Goggins to go kill Santa Claus. And it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? How is this movie just so amazing? It is so good. And I loved it. I was like, this is like the best thing ever. Like, how the hell have... I not heard about this but because it would have been in theaters, but because of, you know, pandemic, it was just a little gem on Prime, which you should definitely listen to. Um, I watched this, like, horror movie uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Uh, it was You Should Have Left. It was really weird. It was pretty trippy. They're, like, this couple, and they, they like, get away. They're, like, oh, we got to get away from, like, you know, how everything's going. I'm pretty sure he's, like, a writer, I think. And uh, they're just hanging out in the country. And then the house is like weird. It's like a bad house. And just really weird things happen. And then uh, the ending is really sad. It's really, really sad. And it's like, oh. (laughs) But I loved it. And Kevin Bacon did a great job. Uh, you know I'm a huge Kevin Bacon fan. I think you guys probably know that. If I haven't bragged about Kevin Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. You guys should know this. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Kevin Bacon's the man. Like, he's so cool. (laughs) And uh, I finally, uh, sadly, got around to New Mutants. Not sadly, because it's bad as just sadly, because this is the final Fox X-Men. This is the end of an era. This is like, you know, 20 years that they had been doing the X-Men movies. And New Mutants was really good. I liked it a lot. I know nobody else is going to like it. And nobody else felt the way I felt about the X-Men Fox movies. I loved them. I felt that Fox did the best job. Like, the X-Men superhero franchise, I think, is better than the MCU, and it's better than the DC movies. There are more hits than misses, and it's just, ah, I love them. I love the Fox X-Men. So I'm very sad to see them go, and I'm happy New Mutants was good. It's a, you know, I still feel like Logan is their best send-off movie. Like, because Logan's the best of the X-Men movies? It's just incredible. And, uh, ah, just a bummer, man. Now everything going forward is going to be, it's all going to be the new, you know, Marvel X-Men, which I heard they're supposed to just lump them in with the Fantastic Four, which is a huge problem. It's going to be a mess. I'm going to miss the Fox X-Men for sure. And, uh, I guess since we're here, uh, we can talk about, um... Other things I rented, you know, because I, I rented things instead of going to theaters. So I guess these could count as, you know, if, I guess m- new exciting movies that I got to watch. Um, I, I just got to things I've always wanted to watch but never did. Like I watched Falling Down, uh, which is the Michael Douglas movie where he's like a, you know, military contractor. that got fired and uh, he goes on a rampage through L.A. and Robert Duvall has to hunt him down um i had always heard this like a great movie and you're like oh man i feel like michael douglas some days it's just like underwhelming which is surprising robert duvall's pretty good in it but overall i think it's just a pretty forgettable movie like i wonder why it's got such a base but i don't know maybe it doesn't and i just think a lot of people because i always hear about it but maybe it's not that big of a movie i don't know i got to watch the 1980s horror classic basket case Uh, Which was (laughs) completely fucking crazy. Um, If you don't know, Basket Case is about this guy who carries around his detached, conjoined, twin, mutated brother. And the whole movie is about them getting revenge on the surgeons that pulled them apart. It's fucking weird. It's crazy. But you know what? It was a lot of fun. And... I loved it. I was like, this is a good time. It was funny because it was so cheap, I just bought it, and I was like, eh, if I, if it sucked, I threw away three bucks, right? Whatever. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would suggest it. That's actually one I would recommend. Go watch Basket Case. It was pretty crazy. Um, I also finally got to see Life, which is a movie I'd been clamoring to see um it's a space movie with uh jake gyllenhaal is in it and uh, ryan reynolds is in it and he's really good in it um it's a lot of fun it's a little too alieny but so they find a species right and then you know they're like what is this and then you know things go bad and then they gotta try to kill it right so it is it's just like an alien movie that's not as good as alien fair enough but i love the ending. It's a fucked ending, and you know me, by now, how much I love a good, bad ending, like, um, like a downer ending, not a bad ending, because like, bad endings suck, but you know what I mean, like it's a downer, like it ends on a, oh man, kind of ending, and I really love a good bummer ending. <laughs> and then I finally got to watch one of the movies I've been waiting to watch forever, which is the original House of Wax, uh, with Vincent Price, because I've seen the remake a couple times, and I like the remake, but I've heard the original's great. And it is. Uh, I watched it during October uh, with Mo, and we just had the best time because, you know, bad guy Vincent Price is hard to beat. You know, like just Vincent Price and his like bad guy best, doing really good. And you're like, ah, oh, this is good. Old movies, man. Don't don't sleep on old movies. They're good. And then uh, <laughs> I watched Funny Games, uh, which is just a terrible movie. It's like a, it was a is it German. I don't know, but it's like it's a it's a foreign film, and it was remade by the director a few years later, uh, in a, like an American version, and uh, it's like a home invasion movie, and it's just horrible, and it's terrible, and you're just watching these things happen to these people, and then they keep like winking at the camera to let you know that yeah you're watching this, like you're implicit in this, like what's wrong with you for watching this? So it's it's interesting that a movie would chastise you for watching it. But it's really good, and the tension's great, and you just you feel it, and it's horrible, and it's gross, and you're like, you feel even worse how enjoyable the movie is. Maybe only if you're like a sick fuck like I am, like maybe that's the only time you enjoy it. But it was really good. It was really good, and then the ending, you're like, oh man, just wow. <laughs> so that's fun. I like that a lot. And then I think the best thing I rented, um, I got to watch the Banana Splits movie which is fantastic. It was so good. And, uh, man, if you don't know, The Banana Splits was a TV show, like, in the 60s. And so they took this, like, kid show, fun time, you know, variety type show, and somebody was like, you know what? Let's turn this into a horror movie. (laughs) And not only did that, but they did it so well that I just adore it. And, I mean, I don't want to say too much because... Uh, this is definitely gonna be on the pod people, like we're gonna do the banana splits movie. Oh my gosh, it's so great, so I don't wanna f- say too much, but just know, Flegel is my boy, like yeah, he's the best. <laughs> Watch the banana splits movie, so that way when we do it on the pod people, you're already like hot up, like it's so good. Oh man, it's so much fun, but yes, yeah, so that's pretty much like my year in movies, you know, um. Yeah, I'd say The Gentleman was my favorite movie I saw in theaters this year, and it was probably going to be anyway, because I love gangster movies, and I really love Guy Ritchie. I mean, come on, that guy's the best. As far as, you know, that kind of stuff, right? You know, he he does his type of movie very well, like uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, uh, Rock and Rolla, like Snatch, like, he makes awesome movies, man. I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan, so it was great to see him, like, back at his Guy ritchie right? (laughs) And he's got a movie coming out, uh, Sherlock Holmes 3, right, at some point. Uh, I heard 2021, but I can't imagine that's true. I'm sure that's getting moved back, you know. It's crazy. So, yeah, that's 2020. Uh, Interesting year because we uh, (laughs) didn't get to see much movies. I wonder, you guys can, like, comment on uh, on this post, on this episode, wherever you're at, you know, wherever you listen to us at. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys got to see in theaters and uh, how locked down you were compared to California. Like, I'm just wondering if you guys had more opportunities to see more films or not. It's really interesting. I loved being at the theaters during the lockdown. Um, it was great because you didn't get to sit on top of each other, <laughs> you know? So it's like we got to have a whole row to ourselves, and the theater was only like half full, which was great. And I was like, ah, oh, this is good because it's like less distractions, right? <laughs> But I still, there's nothing like being in a movie theater. It's my favorite thing. It's so good. I love going to the movies so much. (sighs) I'm gonna miss it, you know? (sighs) We lost video stores in my lifetime. I'm scared we're gonna lose movie theaters in my lifetime too. Be a tragedy. What would I do with myself without movie theaters, I wonder? I don't know. But yeah, so I wanna hear what you guys watch this year because it'd be really interesting just to see, compare notes, you know? You guys, I wonder if anybody was able to beat 10. Like, I wonder if anybody did more than 10 movies. That's that's a curiosity. But uh, alas, I guess we look forward to 2021. You know, uh, so we got Godzilla vs. King Kong, supposed to actually come out, and it's part of the Warner's deal. So it will actually be on HBO for sure, even if we don't have a movie theater near us. And then uh, Halloween Kills comes out this year, finally. Uh, <laughs> well we all know Mission Impossible is happening soon because the Tom Cruise going off on that one guy. That's hilarious. Um we're finally gonna get the Conjuring 3, which I've been waiting for eagerly. Because, you know, we keep getting all these spin-off movies, which are great. But it's like I really want like a actual conjuring movie, because the conjuring movies are always very strong. And the spin-offs are good, but none of them are like well, the none. The Nun's probably my favorite of the Conjuring universe. Um, but Man, yeah. So Conjuring 3 should be great. And then we get No Time to Die. Finally. Gosh, I've been waiting for Bond 25 forever. I'm so excited. I can't wait. But will it still be an MGM picture? Because I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, MGM, I'm guessing because of, you know, pandemic, you know, financial crunch. I heard they're shopping properties and one of the ones they're shopping apparently is 007. Like, how crazy is that? Could you imagine Bond being, like, somewhere else? Like, could you imagine, I don't know, like, let's say Netflix or Amazon Prime, like, buys the rights to James Bond. Like, what does that do? Like, could you imagine if James Bond becomes, like, a streaming, like, property? Like, how fucking weird would that be? That'd be horrible. you imagine? No more James Bond in theaters? Oh, man. But, I mean, will anybody miss it? Because for me, Daniel Craig made James Bond. So maybe it won't be the same after him anyway. I don't know. It's just so much intriguing stuff. 21 is going to be an intriguing, intriguing year for film. As far as, you know, what's the future of movies. Like, this is going to be real interesting. Because, right, like, when we get theaters back open, are people going to want to go? And the other thing, too, right, is the accessibility. With all these movies actually being available, VOD, or just straight up streaming. Will people even want to go back to theaters? Like, you know, like, I have no idea. I don't know. I will tell you this, though. As soon as theaters are back in my neck of the woods, you best believe that your loving pod people will be there watching movies. (laughs) Man. But we're here. 2021. For better or worse, we made it. And it's, I feel very lucky, very thankful that we're here talking now. And we made it through, hopefully, the worst year. You always hope the last year's the worst year, right? That's the optimistic approach. So I'm here looking forward to 2021 with all you lovely people. Hoping to get you more episodes of Zach's Corner. I, I want to hit 52 episodes of Zach's Corner this year. I really do. That's the goal, man. And the pod people got great things popping off. Um, you know, we're going to get you your normal episodes. And we might have a little... A little bit of a surprise in it for you. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to us all year in 2020. I know we talked about it on the Christmas episode, but I want to thank you guys uh, for your continued love and support. Uh, You know, it's really awesome to me that we have so many people listening to us. And uh, it's been fun to watch it grow because this podcast just started as a... just couple dudes wanting a reason to hang out with each other post-college. You know, we are... And so it's really cool. It's really cool that you guys have enjoyed the ride. And you like being <laughs> part of the pod people. Uh, we're happy that we body snatched it. And uh, yeah, we love you. And uh, we'll continue to have great times and make new memories in 2020. Cheers, everybody. Happy New Year's. Uh, thanks for loving. Uh, well, thanks for listening. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon, man. Bye.